Are you curious about what it's like working in healthcare today? Do you believe in the power of storytelling? I'm Dr. Emily Silverman, the host of the Nocturnist podcast, where healthcare workers share personal stories of joy, sorrow, and self-discovery. Each episode, whether a compelling performance from one of our live shows, an intimate series of audio diaries from one of our documentaries, or an engaging conversation with guests such as book authors or filmmakers, aims to connect, provoke, and inspire. Learn more at thenocturnist.com or subscribe to The Nocturnist wherever you get your podcasts. We're almost there, y'all. 2020 is so close to being over. And while turning the calendar to 2021 won't magically fix any of the major healthcare crises we're facing, COVID, affordability, disparities, at least one big thing will change when the clock strikes midnight. Starting tomorrow, hospitals will have to publicly share the price of each service they provide. This new price transparency rule will mark one of the few big health policy moves the Trump administration has seen to fruition. On the eve of this policy change, we're re-airing our July conversation with New York Times healthcare reporter Margot Sanger-Katz. She walks us through what the evidence tells us about the value of price transparency. Here we go. Every time I would call a health economist and say, what do you think about this price transparency thing? They would say, well, let me tell you about Danish concrete. And like the fifth time that someone just unprovoked mentioned Danish concrete, I thought, oh, like I should like read this study and try to figure out what it says. Danish concrete, a favorite study and running joke among health policy wonks, suggesting something surprising. More price transparency in healthcare could lead to higher costs. But the Trump administration argues it will upend the industry, finally bringing consumers some relief. More price transparency will mean more competition, and the cost of health care will go way, way down. Who's right? No one knows for sure. But thanks to a court ruling last month upholding new federal rules requiring hospitals and insurers to post prices, we may soon find out. From the Anberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gornstein. And this is Tradeoffs. Today, we are joined by one of the most respected writers in healthcare. My name is Margot Sanger Katz. I'm a reporter at the New York Times. I write about healthcare policy. Full disclosure Margot and I have known each other for years. We met when she worked at the Concord Monitor, and I was at New Hampshire Public Radio. Let's talk about just how opaque healthcare prices actually are in the United States. How big of a problem is this? I think it's a pretty big problem. It's almost impossible in healthcare to find out what the cost of any service is before you have it. I had an experience a few years ago where I hurt my ankle. I had an Achilles tendon injury. So I wanted to find out like what does it cost for my to get my ankle checked out. And I call a physical therapist and I say, "Hi, I need to come in for an initial consultation. Like what's the price?" And they said to me, "Oh, well, we can't tell you that." And I said, well, I really need to know. I have to pay 20% of this price. Anyway, the manager comes back and like, you know, 10 minutes later, she says, well, it'll cost somewhere between $150 and $400. And this has replicated throughout the healthcare system. For people like Margot, on the hook for a percent of the total bill or in a high deductible plan, not knowing the price can force some people into a tough dilemma. Skip out on care and risk your physical health 
or get treated and jeopardize your financial well-being. Enter the Trump administration's proposal to publish their prices, which in theory allows people like you, Margo, with your Achilles to shop around, right? Absolutely. I mean, the Trump administration has basically said this is a crazy system. For decades, hospitals, insurance companies, lobbyists, and special interests have hidden prices from consumers so they could drive up costs for you and you had no idea what was happening. It just feels kind of outrageous to certain people in the Trump administration and, in fact, to President Trump himself that this stuff is secret. It just feels kind of unjust. Like, I'm buying this really expensive thing. I want to know what it costs. You go to the grocery store and you buy a jar of ketchup, you know what the jar of ketchup costs. And if one grocery store is charging you five times as much as another grocery store, like, you're probably going to buy the cheaper ketchup because you think it's basically the same. So let's get into the evidence around price transparency. Research shows many of us do not shop for healthcare like ketchup. Instead, we make choices based on word of mouth or do what our doctors tell us to do. Now, maybe employers would end up being better shoppers, making it easier to exclude expensive doctors and hospitals from their networks. But overall, not a lot to write home about. And there's reason to think price transparency could completely backfire. Chapter 1. Welcome to Denmark. Which gets us to an arcane paper that looked at the Danish concrete market, a topic, Margot, near and dear to your heart. Yes. So in Denmark in the 1990s, they had a system that was similar to the way that insurance negotiates with hospitals where the prices that were negotiated, the discounts that were negotiated between construction firms and concrete firms were secret. And the government thought that they could make these transactions more transparent and that it would help bring down the price of concrete. And what happened was instead of that lowering prices, actually ended up raising the price of concrete by like 25% over just less than a year. How did that happen? Manufacturers did not pick up the phone and start colluding. That's illegal. Instead, it was more subtle, right? And ultimately, kind of predictable. They call it tacit collusion, where they just kind of see what everyone else is doing and they dip their toe into a little bit of a higher price. And if nothing bad happens in the market, then they all kind of hold hands and raise their prices together. So the folks that believe in the Danish concrete theory of the case think that in a lot of markets of the United States where there's only two or three hospitals that are serving the employees and the people in that area, that maybe if they saw what everyone else was getting paid, they would all just raise their prices instead of lower them. While some economists think the Danish concrete study is a pretty good predictor, others disagree. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you curious about what it's like working in healthcare today? Do you believe in the power of storytelling? I'm Dr. Emily Silverman, the host of the Nocturnist podcast, where healthcare workers share personal stories of joy, sorrow, and self-discovery. 
each episode, whether a compelling performance from one of our live shows, an intimate series of audio diaries from one of our documentaries, or an engaging conversation with guests such as book authors or filmmakers, aims to connect, provoke, and inspire. Learn more at thenocturnist.com or subscribe to The Nocturnist wherever you get your podcasts. So, Margot, what is the deal with the t-shirt that you're wearing? I'm wearing a very special t-shirt that I got from the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, uh, which says that U.S. healthcare is not like Danish cement. Oh, my God. So you're wearing this great t-shirt. Why did serious health policy people like make a sort of funny t-shirt about this? Because there's a big idea here. Yeah, there is. So the answer to this may be too nerdy for you, you'll tell me. But the Senate Health Committee wanted to pass a law that would require this price transparency. So even before the Trump administration tried to do this with the regulation. That bill was sent to economists at the Congressional Budget Office who determined the measure would actually increase federal health spending. And because that is the view of the Congressional Budget Office, the Senate Health Committee has not tried to pass that legislation because they don't want to deal with the costliness of it. And so this T-shirt is in some ways like a lobbying campaign for the nerds and economists at the Congressional Budget Office trying to tell them that, no, they are wrong about this really important thing and they should change their view so that Congress can pass a law about price transparency. Unbelievable. Is this one of your most prized possessions? Of course. Yes, of course. Nothing brings me as much joy as this t-shirt does. In fact, I like actually I was joking that I wear it all the time, but I don't wear it that often because I'm trying to preserve it for special occasions. One of the things I've always enjoyed most is that you're really a stickler for evidence. What's the best evidence out there to suggest that the Trump administration is right? That price transparency will lead to better shopping. So I think the fair answer to your question is there's almost no evidence for that proposition at all. Um, I'll come back to the one sort of best case that we have. But I want to just be fair to the Trump administration in saying that part of the reason why there is no evidence for this is that it's actually a really radical idea and no one else has really tried it before in a major way. Okay, so here's like the best evidence that exists right now is that the state of New Hampshire, where both of us used to be reporters, uh, they require price transparency for sort of a limited set of things. An ambulance ride to your local hospital, x-ray, mammogram screening. They have a really great website. It's really well designed. You tell it what insurance you have and it tells you all of the prices. That's been in effect for a couple of years. And so there was a study that looked at what happened in New Hampshire compared to Massachusetts, a state that's next door where um, researchers can look at healthcare prices, but individuals cannot. And they found that having this price transparency lowered the prices by like maybe like 2%. What's interesting about that study is that we've seen a lot of innovations in healthcare where people are hoping for home runs and frankly, they're lucky to get on base. And anything that gets you on base actually is, in fact, a little bit of progress. Sure. I mean, the U.S. healthcare system is super expensive. But I think when you hear folks in the Trump administration, they really talk about it like it's this revolutionary policy. So I signed, as you know, an executive order, historic 
We're requiring price transparency. President Trump is fond of saying, he says, this is bigger than health care, which I think he means this is bigger than Obamacare. Some people say bigger than health care itself. This is something that's going to be uh, very important. And he gave a speech where he said, you know, basically, like, this is their Obamacare. This administration is going to be price transparency, and it's going to make all these huge differences in the health care system. This is bigger than anything we've done in this particular realm. And again, you know, we don't know. Given last month's legal victory, the price transparency rule is still on track to take effect January 1st. Hospitals and insurers both remain strongly opposed, something that stands out to Margot. You would think if it's going to raise prices, then the insurance companies would hate it, but the hospitals would love it. If it's going to lower prices, then you would think that the hospitals would hate it, but the insurance companies would love it. I think the fact that both of them hate it is a sign, first of all, that they just have been working in this secret world for a long time and they're scared of change. Uh, But I think it also is a sign like we actually don't know who is going to be better off, what will happen to these negotiations going forward. And so they both kind of want to preserve the status quo rather than wander into this new era in which they may be disadvantaged. For as much as Margot likes to write about data, citing research, no matter how obscure, the debate over price transparency is taking us into uncharted territory. And as a reporter, that is refreshing. I think on that front, the fact that we have a little bit of evidence from New Hampshire suggests like it's not going to blow up the whole healthcare system. Like that's probably encouraging. But I don't know. I mean, again, like for me as a journalist who writes about healthcare issues all the time, it's kind of exciting to have a policy that we don't know the answer about, that we're really going to find out something completely new. Margot, thank you very much for talking to us. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me on. I love the podcast. I'm Dan Gorenstein. And this is Tradeoffs. If you're listening to this in 2020, you have just a few hours left to help us make the most of a dollar-for-dollar match courtesy of the Institute for Nonprofit News, which will double anything we raise up to $12,500. We're almost there, and we could really use your support. Go to tradeoffs.org to make your gift now. This episode was produced by Vicki Stern, Leslie Walker, Andrew Perella, and Ryan Levy with help from Jamie Song. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this episode from Lobo Loco, Art of Escapism, Blue Dot Sessions, and Otto Brandenburg. Thanks also to all our listeners who helped to support our work, including Vanessa Frank and David Wandell. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 